Well, I think the foundation of freedom for us is that there is a democracy. We celebrate that. We celebrate that we do have a constitution. Uh, however, the constitution needs to be accessed by all. And as you rightly have put, that the conditions for women in South Africa has not progressed to the point where we can all fully celebrate that we are free. If I'm not free to walk in my community, in my society, freely to walk without fearing that someone is going to attack me because of my gender, uh, or I'm going to be raped at random, or, you know, in the home, um, we have a big problem of domestic violence, especially in this past year when we, when you talk about overcoming challenges in difficult times. Sure. This past year, we were all locked in. Like when the pandemic hit, we were told go home because that's the safest space we could hide from, you know, and protect ourselves from COVID. However, for many women, that actually meant putting ourselves in danger because we are now being logged in with, with the very people that we love, but also the very people that abuse us. And because of lack of access to money, to alcohol, or even when they had access to alcohol, either way, you know, you're putting women on basically in danger. So society is, is not safe yet for us. Therefore, we cannot fully celebrate freedom in the way that the Constitution promises us all as human beings. Now, studies and reports on women's economic empowerment suggest a link between the potential risk of uh, domestic violence and women's participation in economic empowerment initiatives. What kind of impact does uh, domestic violence have on women economically? Well, the foundation part of, you know, the problem with domestic violence is disempowerment. If I in independence. So if I, and this is linked to inequality, so if I'm dependent on someone else who threatens my very survival, and often for women it's the survival of my children because I do not have access to money or access to skills and education, it's a big problem. And so what we, in order to reverse the tide of domestic violence, one of the big key things that we really need to work on and to improve on is economic emancipation for women, that women are included in all sectors of the economy and that not just providing skills training and ending there, but actually providing finances for women, microloans for women to actually start businesses. Because again, as you quote research, research shows that when you empower women and provide uh, finances for women to start businesses, they actually employ multiple people in the sector, but also they uplift communities. It doesn't just like benefit that one woman, it benefits the whole community. Now, looking at what governments can do, Tarisai, because I'm sure that you have also engaged uh, uh, governments with regards to these challenges that you are highlighting, what should uh, African governments be focusing on, in your view, to ensure that equality for all is achieved sooner rather than later? Well, I think the key thing for us, for African governments, is that women in front, right? It's, it is time to, to stop treating women as subservience to males 
open up the economy for women, open up opportunities for women, and not just pay lip service to, like, as long as I have one or two women at the forefront, whether it's in parliament, whether it's in government, in civil society, whether it's in business, and it's not just with government. Government, I think when we talk about government, we need to think of also the systemic power that government has in legislating, in ensuring that private sectors also are opening up for women, so that in exactly executive positions in all spheres, in all levels of the company or of government, we have women. So make it 50-50, make it equal, so that women are able also to access the average woman, the average young girl child that's growing up, must see role models of women uh, in all those spheres. The system has to be opened up, and it has to do with the laws that government makes. It has to do with the way that they invest in women and that they encourage public-private partnerships to ensure that women are also incorporated in, in all decision-making processes. And that includes having women in cabinets as well. Do you think there is a political will on the part of African governments uh, to empower women? I think there is starting to be political will, but it is not moving to action. We're seeing the talk. We do have some female presidents like Tanzania, what we're seeing now, but we need to move beyond talking about it and actually actioning so that we see the results on the ground in homes, in communities.